0: We've all got old stuff that we should toss, but an old 401k, make sure it keeps working for you. A Fidelity rollover IRA has no account fees or minimums to open. An easy-to-follow rollover process makes it simple to get started in under 15 minutes. Plus, you'll have access to a rollover specialist. Whether you've switched jobs or are just organizing your finances, learn more at fidelity.com rollover. Consider all your options and the applicable fees and features of each before moving your retirement assets. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined, as always, on Fridays by my friend Rich Rebar from Sharp Football. We pick our five favorite games against the spread, uh, our, our number, our number one, well, my number one last week. The, the Kansas City Chiefs never in doubt. Very lucky that the Chargers backdoor cover was uh, was not a Sunday game because that would have been on my list for sure. So I, I do a picks contest with Sammy Reed, and he was he was texting me all day. We can't take the Chiefs, bro. We can't take the Chiefs. And I'm like, look, this is – we are taking the Chiefs. We are not taking the Chargers in this spot. And, boy, did uh, did I feel dumb on that one. Yeah, it was rough
1: last night. I mean, because one of the Chargers probably should have just outright won the game.
0: <laughs> oh they, they were so be- much better they were so much better
1: they shouldn't even need a uh, backdoor cover they should have outright won the game so yeah it was definitely probably more the, the little bit of the, the line juice from week one that the chiefs just absolutely well just shout out the- shout
0: out to um shout out to noted point shaper gerald Epperett. hmm
1: woo i forgot about that we did have that take on the main event podcast and yes here we go again you're right I didn't even connect those dots
0: it's i mean it's on her it's on herbert a little bit i i was just saying this on tv it's on herbert a little bit because you could see them talking before that snap because ever it's like dude i am gas like i gotta get off the field yeah he tried to call the game and and herbert goes one more one more one more and then i mean you know that's that's total uh like i'm 30 years old i'm an old man now so like I know the feeling of being gassed and like please don't call at me. But Herbert's 23. He doesn't. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand what it's like to be gassed. So he's like, all right, I'm I'm juicing the ball in there to you, buddy. I mean, he
1: was gassed at the end of that game when he couldn't breathe. Uh, you know, it was so insane. He couldn't even. He had that one play where he could scramble out, and he was so hurt that he just like threw the ball away, and then immediately throws just like an absolute laser beam, 30 yards down the field to DeAndre Carter the next play. It was just insane
0: yeah uh all right man so we got we got this week um it's a, it's kind of a gross dfs slate because all the good teams are on the mm-hmm. primetime games which um is is you know whatever which is
1: weird because it is fun because typically most dfs honks love week two dfs yes. because it's like the buyback in week like overreaction week but like all the good teams are off the slate
0: yes which uh you know <laughs> i mean that's all it's like when you got some 9900 dollar Cooper Cup, uh, you gotta, you gotta make, you gotta make some tough choices. So let's uh let's get into it. Who is your number five?
1: Uh my five, and it's only because the spread is so big is the Broncos, uh, with it being 10. And this is really just kind of like a, a thesis play. Uh going couldn't couldn't agree more. Backing the Broncos at home. They have this weird like historical advantage really in the season when teams travel to mile high. Uh, since 2008, they're 15 and three straight up against the spread in weeks one or two at home and 10, five and three against the spread. Uh, so I'm just going to follow that trend like teams heading and and I believe the Texans are legitimately terrible. And the Broncos are one of those teams like they lost that game to Seattle, but like they should they should have scored 40 points in that game. Uh, you know, two fumbles on the one yard line, Nathaniel Hackett kind of sabotaging the end drive. Uh, I'm just going to swallow it here and and say I'm going to follow the trends. And I still believe the Broncos are that much better.
0: OK, this was my <clears throat> this was my number four would have been higher Ten points is a lot if it was nine and a half. I think it could have been higher. The, the thing is, is like the Broncos offense actually was really not that bad. You know, I mean, yeah. this is this is not this is not high level analysis like they fumbled on the yard lo- the, on the one yard line twice. Russ didn't look great, but I mean, you know, that the touchdown to Judy in particular was not a good throw, Mm-mm. but Judy and Sutton both looked really good. The running backs looked good. The offensive line looked good. Like Russ was really not running for his life in that game, which had to have felt weird for him. Maybe he was just spooked by not running for his <laughs> life on, on every snap, but, and the Texans are bad. Like I, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from their competitive game against the Colts. Like they're just not a very good team. Yeah, the interesting thing about that
1: Monday night is was, you know, kind of everyone was talking about, well, is the Russell is this offense gonna look like every other Russell Wilson offense? And it kind of largely did. It wasn't really any different, you know, outside of just having more protection. I mean, he was 26th in the NFL and throws uh inside the hashes. He was 33rd in rate of throws inside the numbers. Like this is all like Russell Wilson stuff. And he was ninth in the NFL deep passing rate. Right? Like this is what Russ does. Uh he the one thing that was different is he did. Check it down a lot to uh Javante Williams, much to our chagrin in, the, in our main event team that was had Jerry Judy versus Javante Williams heads up. That last cat, that last catch, last catch, passed us, yeah, passed us. And Judy dropped a pass the last drive too, which was pretty,
0: pretty, uh, pretty drive. annoying. But yeah, the
1: offense was it was like Russell Wilson just in a new uniform that was he was running the Russell Wilson thing again
0: yeah uh our buddy josh norris posted the passing chart of russell wilson's last year in seattle in his first game or not the chart the heat map of where the targets came from but it was all cold in the center you know all blue all blue in the center (laughs) all red on the outside which is like i mean you know i guess you would rather them just run what russell wilson is comfortable with than try and put a round peg into a square hole with russell wilson so feel pretty good about I, and they're just there. And, and also like, you know, if you want to play a narrative angle, if you enjoy the narrative angles for your bets, they just lost to Russell Wilson's old team and Nathaniel Hackett had to spend uh, the entire week being like, yep, I messed up. I lost the first game. Yeah. Deservedly. (laughs) But so there, there'll be a little bit of motivation to uh, to lay the hammer down. All right. My number five, I took a huge line as well. I have the San Francisco 49ers minus eight and a half points against the Seattle Seahawks. Two layers to this. The first layer being I just don't think the Seattle Seahawks are going to play that way for the entire season. Would be Would love to be wrong, but I think we are going to see a much – like, you know, they were doing play action and going forward on fourth down, and, like, Pete Carroll I don't think wants to play that way. Um, it just it seemed very anomalous. Maybe I'll be wrong. You know, Shane Waldron does come from that McVay tree, so maybe he is pretty good and has uh, a larger say on the offense now because he doesn't have a franchise quarterback to contend with but also they're just not very good. I mean, the, the defense, mm-hmm. the defense was giving what, what uh, Denver was like over seven yards per play, 6.1 yards per rushing attempt, like 8.2 yards per pass.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, I, I, will say this on Lance. He definitely made some throws that I didn't think he could make in particular, the one completion to uh, I can't remember if it was Ayuk or Brandon or Juwan Jennings on the sideline was like a really nice throw now obviously Lance is probably gonna have like one hilariously bad interception or or something in this game because that's kind of what he does he's playing he he he's like a hair on fire quarterback you know um but I don't know I just I think they're just gonna run the ball all over them and get out of here with a big win
1: yeah I didn't put this one on there but yeah this one feels like a token like we'll pull you in with people I want to back Seattle totally right? like, yes so like yeah, I would back the corner side. I mean, I'm real curious to see how Shanahan plays it. I've talked about it on a couple of shows already this week, but I want, because this is like a token spot, like it's the layup for them to like him to like instill confidence in Lance. And I'm yes. really curious if he does, if he plays it that way. Uh, like if he just like says like, "All oh, we'll run the ball, get out of here. We won't really put Lance at risk. But like, it feels like a spot, like given everything that's happened to Lance the last month, like you would want to like get him going. You want
0: You want to jazz him up. Right.
1: And, uh, you know, uh, I'm curious to see if Shanahan does that. You know, he, he obviously keep grapple. He's got to answer those questions. He didn't really play good in the preseason. Uh, doesn't play great in week one. Has what the photos, the, the video come of him uh, out of him during the week at the.
0: Yeah. Baller. Balling it up. I mean, yeah. he's just practicing taking
1: snaps under center is what I saw. That's that's how I viewed it. So. We love to we love to see it.
0: Trey Lance. <laughs> I mean, I'm still I'm still rooting for him. I I'm oh, still absolutely. I'm still. I mean, it does bear repeating. Uh, he is 22 years old. He would have been the youngest quarterback other than Matt Corral if in this quarterback class. He at 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 this age, Joe Burrow. I, I think Joe Burrow was maybe even still at Ohio State at 22, and Mahomes had not started an NFL game yet. Like he he's really young, mm-hmm. so there's still there's still room. I'm not. I think Lance is probably bad right now, but I'm not I'm not selling all my stock at at 50 off yet.
1: No, no, no. I think you got to at least I know it feels like you just keep making a continuous run of excuses. Just excuse that. Right. But I do really feel like we got to at least like throw out even just the Justin Fields side of last week, too. Like, I don't think anyone should really have a
0: lot of like, oh, I'm 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 pumping bags on Justin Fields because I'm such a Fields truther. And I mean, just I'm, like what well, I'm saying, to be to come away negative on either quarterback
1: last week, I feel like is just like overplaying, just because I mean, dude, that it was all, like that f- that field should be banned. Like no one should ever have to play on Soldier Field, especially when it's raining like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it might it might it might rain again this weekend, apparently. That, yeah, yeah which is San like Francisco. which which would be hilarious. Um, all right, so we did my number five. We did my <laughs> number four. What is your number four? Oh, you're gonna hate
1: this one. Uh, I'm going with the Panthers. Panthers Panthers plus points here at the Giants. Listen, the Giants were still horrendous last. No,
0: time. I don't I don't I, don't, so, I would never yeah. I I hate the Giants. The Giants are my least favorite NFL franchise. I would never hate this.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Giants were were really bad last week and it's cool that they got you know pulled out the story Daniel Jones tried to lose them the game with another red zone interception at the end of that game uh, but they were awful like their their success rate per play it was it was just horrendous and i still think when you look at it from a top down view there's not one piece of the uh, of one unit involved in this game where the panthers don't have an edge they have the better quarterback they have better wide receivers they have a better offensive line they have better defense uh, the only probably one area is backing that role <laughs> That's like we're the
0: one like little. He just everything he everything he says sounds so donkey. It does. It's so bad. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I want to kind of short the Giants, though. I still just think the Panthers are outright a better football team than them. And then catching points, uh, I'm gonna take them.
0: And I don't feel great about it, but that's that's it. That's that's all I got. And the Giants, I think, are totally gonna take away the wrong lesson from their win last week, too, where they didn't play Kadarius Toney. And it's like, I just don't, you're not going to play winning football, playing David Sills, 42 snaps and not earning a target. Like you've got to get, <laughs> you're just not going to win with Richie James, David Sills and Kenny Galladay as your three wide receivers. Like you I mean, will Saquon
1: win. just outright won them that game. Yeah. Like, how can you, ha- I mean, and and I love that. I Gettle- love Gettleman, is, Gettleman is vindicated, bro. I love the draft, the draft stock, where you could draft Saquon this year. I was all in on him, but like, you, how many seventy-yard plays are you going to get a week? Hope like one. Wait, if they get if they get if
0: they get one a week, that'll be pretty good for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, Daniel. Jo- they tried to hide Daniel Jones the entire game, even that, the last like.
0: <laughs> that was the biggest signal to me for fantasy football stuff. Was we kind of you know Daniel Jones, trendy Galladay, mm-hmm. Wandale, all that stuff, and it's like, oh, you know, maybe this will work out. They'll run the Bill style. Off. No, it's not happening. It is for sure not happening. They are. Going to make Daniel Jones, uh, you know they're gonna they're they got the Ian Buck game plan for Daniel Jones basically.
1: Yeah, I'm not confident at all that, uh, but I mean, my son is super Jack. You know, I've long documented on this podcast. Uh, My son's a Giants fan. He believes they're going to be four and zero. (laughs) So because they got Cowboys Bears, I think after this.
0: Well, they are going to beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys with Cooper Rush are are going to be um an incredibly an incredibly tough scene Will we be talking about them at some point i can't i can't take the bangles without t plus he's seven not,
1: he's there t is practice today already
0: oh okay i started palmer over t in two teams last night just because the alternative the alternative of taking you know of having of well just like it would have been like trailing burks or you know uh, trailing oh. burks type If, if T ended up not playing, which is like 13, whatever from Palmer. I mean, not the end of the world. He obviously got very lucky to get there in the end. Um, So that was my, I have the Bengals on
1: mine, but I will say the one thing that does, it makes you a little nervous is historically, if you go like the old, like the old Vegas uh, mongers, like they'll always tell you to like not bet uh, on a team that played in overtime that goes on the road the next week. That's like a spot they always look for. Oh. Uh, and like that's the Bengals played a full extra. They ran a hundred plays. They ran a hundred plays dude. And they're going on the road laying seven. Like I'm still going to, I'm so I've still got them as my two, but like it, it is, I will say bringing up like long historical trends. Like it's a spot, like the, the, the old Vegas, uh, sharks always look for to catch something on.
0: Yeah. Uh, we already, we already did. Uh, we already did my number four. So my, uh, my two teams are, San Francisco and Denver. Uh, okay, so what is your three?
1: Uh, my three is
0: uh, who do I have as three?
1: Oh, I've got Washington, another team, another team that I just plays better and is catching points.
0: De- uh, Detroit's got the cluster injury right now. Three offensive linemen hurt. That that yep. seems bad.
1: And Washington, I generally just don't believe is, is like that bad. I mean, you look at the last two years, they won seven games, you know, both those years, like they weren't just like awful. Like they weren't a bottom run team. And we saw like in week one, like they have legit talent now. Like they've got offensive, they've got good offensive players. They actually do. Uh, I mean, (laughs)
0: McLaurin, McLaurin, Dotson, healthy Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson is very good that's those are good skill position players
1: yeah the offensive line's not bad i mean the defense stinks but you're not necessarily like that like threatened by here with jared goff uh and the lions we saw in week one again like they're just a team that is still got they're just still making growing steps like they're not there yet i feel like everyone's wanted to push the lions probably like a lane further than where they really are uh like i I'm, i feel really good about the progress they're making but like people are trying to like pick them as like playoff teams. Like they were getting flooded the entire game last week. I know people look at that final score uh, and we had the Eagles and they ended up covering that game. The Lions uh, somehow end up doing with their dogs. They always cover. But yes, they were they were They were down three scores basically the entire game, uh, you know, until the end there. So, I mean, I just think Washington's a better team. I think Washington outright wins the game. It's just another spot where I'm just going to take the points on a team I believe is better.
0: I'm uh I this one did not make my list because betting on Carson Wentz just I just like I and it's to, it's like path like I I just hate Carson Wentz he's just one of those guys I absolutely hate but I mean I also hate Goff too like these those are two of my least favorite guys to to wager on. But one
1: thing that we knew though, like with the Wentz taking over for Heineke, was like, hey, like Wentz is eventually going to bone you guys. He's not a franchise quarterback, but. The one thing he was actually really good at last year was downfield downfield, downfield passing, six, and we saw six
0: twenty plus in week one.
1: And then we saw that in week one, like he's got playmakers, like he's gonna he's gonna chuck it, man.
0: He is he is gonna chuck it, and instead of you know Desmond Patton and Mike Strachan, he's got he's got he's got Jahan Dotson. Who I mean, Jahan Dotson on his touchdown, the first one, he cooked that poor defensive back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, just cooked him so. Uh, I feel, just feel like high on Dotson. Um, I think he's, I think he's pretty good. And I was, uh, I was probably a little bit too low on him. Uh, my number three is you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna like this one, but is the Baltimore Ravens minus three and a half. And you're going to be off. I I know for a fact, you're going to be off this one because (laughs) the the Ravens, I think it's like all their cornerbacks just uh, got dysentery and died there. I think their top four corners are out against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. To which I would say, I just one Harbaugh, great coach. uh I'm not taking anything away from their sluggish first half against the Jets last week. I think it was totally a case of Harbaugh being a good conservative coach, saying let's just get out of here. It's fine, like guys, it's the Jets. We we don't need to we don't need to stress you hard. Now, I, my there was really encouraging stuff for Miami in Week One. Number one team and pass rate over expected. We didn't see any of the we got to control the ball, control the clock type stuff, but. uh I mean Lamar throwing like no look forty yard bomb touchdown passes is like that is a new level for him to unlock and uh, I I just don't think that's represented by the, these lines yet like I think we're gonna get to a spot where like the Ravens are just gonna be seven point favorites against like everyone basically
1: yeah I I'm not on this game I I'm on this game though, for our, for the under I like the under uh in I can game. I can
0: I can see that.
1: This is probably going to be one of the slower paced games uh, of the week. Uh, The Dolphins in general were the slowest paced team in week one. Uh, They just like, they just run so much motion. They just don't run it. You know what I mean? Like there's like dudes moving before the snap in every place. They just never snap anything fast. Uh, The Ravens still, I want to see them get healthier. I believe the Ravens are going to get a lot better as the season goes on uh, because the offense was kind of what I thought it would be early in the season. Like they hit the shot plays, but they just don't have enough, talent to come together. Now they're going to get Dobbins back. And like once Bateman's on speed, Bateman didn't play a lot either in week one, which was kind of weird. That's what,
0: no, yeah. I'm telling you, dude, that was dre- total dress rehearsal for them is my Yeah, and I'm
1: fine with that. So I believe they're going to, their team that I believe is going to ramp up and they're going to get healthier on defense. You know, they're going to get Marcus Peters back. They'll get some, they'll get some guys back. But uh, also on our site, you know, I hit it on the sites. We have a guy, Joe Gibbs, that writes like a referee article. The referee in this game is Adrian Hill uh in career his his games are 67 percent towards the under and he's also officiated eight games with the ravens uh and they're six and two towards the under in those games too so uh, uh joe wrote this article last week and every single one of his picks hit so i'm just gonna follow him and probably take. wow them
0: the <laughs> okay there we go i mean i i think uh the Ra- the ravens are probably suited to an under hitting here because that just means that two is having a nightmare would what be. do you think week one Tua man i am i am see you would not think this by me picking the ravens here but i've always been above market on tua because quarterbacks can always learn to make better decisions they can improve their downfield passing um but no, oh, i forget whose big talking point this is i should give the i should give them it's hermsmeyer i think actually is that quarterbacks really don't become more accurate it's just kind of right. an innate skill you mm-hmm. you 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 give the guy the football and you say you know hit this stop sign from 20 yards away and like either you can do it or you can't and Tua is super accurate I mean you know what and and you know McDaniel for what I, I mean does seem to have faith in him like does does not seem to be like oh you know maybe we gotta call him Teddy Bridgewater one of these weeks like seems like they're pretty all in on on and I mean I think the what was it 13 targets in week one for Tyreek is Mm -hmm. a pretty, a pretty good indication of like, yeah, we're just going to get the ball into waddle and Tyreek's hands and let them do their thing. Uh, But like, obviously Tua is not the genre of quarterback that we're into now. Like the athletic guy who makes plays out of the pocket, like he, he can't do that, but I don't see any reason. Like if we're all falling all over ourselves to compliment Mac Jones's rookie year, like I'd so much rather have Tua than Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, listen,
1: the, it was a bad week one for that 2021 rookie quarterback class. But uh, like I said, that obviously, two of those guys play heads up in a monsoon. But, you know, Lawrence did his Lawrence thing. Obviously, Zach Wilson and oh, Mac
0: Jones. We're like, going we're gonna, we're to we're start having a conversation about Trevor Lawrence pretty soon, I think.
1: I mean, I brought this up to Denny, and, like, I remember him coming out. And, you know, my prospect model, um, his two highest comps were Jared Goff and Teddy Bridgewater. And like, I can't shake that now. Like, I'm like, because, you know, he was treated like Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning, you know, coming out.
0: Oh, but (laughs) people were saying he was better than Andrew Luck.
1: And, you know, I remember him like being questioned. I think I was talking to Matthew Friedman at the time and I was like, is he even the best quarterback in this class? Like, and, you know, it's interesting how it's played out so far because he was not good again in week one. And, you know, it seems that no one cares that
0: like he hasn't been good no nobody cares no one it's, <laughs> he's got It just seems like it's a given like he'll just eventually be good i mean people did this with andrew luck too like luck had a 7.2 ypa in the nfl he never luck never really delivered on the promise that that people put on him and to the day he retired people were still like he's one of the 10 best quarterbacks or whatever
1: but lawrence at least like luck had some moments man like Lawrence hasn't given
0: us those. Well, Luck won. What he won that road, the the comeback road playoff game in Kansas City. They went to the playoffs
1: his first year, right?
0: Yeah, they won eleven games. He he he, he won eleven games during his first three seasons and led the NFL in touchdowns in twenty fourteen.
1: Yeah, he yeah. So I mean, he at least had all that going for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Lawrence is like, I mean, buddy, they spent money to get you know. I mean, I guess they spent money on Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. It's not like he's throwing to AJ Brown, but. What can we do? Um, All right. So that was my three. What's your three? Uh, My three
1: was Washington and my two was the Bengals. Uh, And Again, you know, a lot of people bring up the Cooper rush start from last year where he was competent, but like that team had, well, first of all, he threw two touchdowns in that game. Neither of those two players are on the team anymore. (laughs) Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson both caught touchdowns in that game. He had, Uh, Tyron Smith playing in that game. He also had Connor Williams, who obviously left via free agency. Uh, The Cowboys also had another offensive lineman get injured last week, but it looks like they're going to be forced. McGovern. It looks like they're going to be forced to try to make this Jason Peters thing happen, and they move Tyler Smith to left guard. Uh, I believe that's going to be the plan, but we'll see. Um, And then, again, like – we just talked about, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Is
0: CeeDee Lamb the Trevor Lawrence wide receivers? Like- oh, dude. Ryan McDowell <laughs> posted the dunk of all dunks on CD Lamb. I got to go. I got to go find it. Um, yeah. I mean, CeeDee, it was something along the lines of in CD's last 14 games. He's averaged like 9.2 PPR points.
1: Yeah. Well, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week 10 of last year. He has five or fewer catches in his last five games played.
0: I don't. I mean, I don't think I would go that far. I would say instead of being AJ Brown, CD Lamb might be like Tyler Boyd. Maybe is is like really good secondary guy who's like unreal as a third, but could catch eighty passes as your second guy, but miscast to being, you know, your are one. one. Yeah, it it is
1: gonna be. Yeah, he's gonna be another guy. I think part
0: part be. of the reason I was so bullish on Gallup, honestly, was like the if CD is not not the guy. I mean, Gallup has shown that when in that role, he like he can win on the perimeter. CD can't really win on the perimeter. And and Gallup, yeah, we, that's what we
1: haven't seen yet. I tell you what, though, I would be trading for him uh, because some of these trades I've seen for him. Like Dak is coming back.
0: Oh, uh, I traded I traded CD away in my in my home league. Uh, it's a keeper league. So we get to keep one guy. CD was my keeper at around five price tag. And I traded him away for a fourth round pick next season, which is like a fifth just round pick. pick, just the pick. So you have nobody, you just got a pick for him. There's my team, my team sucks. I, I did horrible in the draft this year. You know, when you draft a team and you're just like, this, this shit ain't it. I mean, I had to start, I, I like, I had to start, uh, uh, Ramondre Stevenson last week. Like it just, it's just not a very good team, but I I'm also, so it's like combination being bearish on Dak coming back and being bearish on CD. Being that good of a player, even in that eventuality, I mean, he got eleven targets against like the 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 wide receiver screen pass they threw to him in the first quarter. I was like, that's a a DeAndre Carter mistake that you just made on that screen, not catch, not coming up with that. Like it was, I don't know. I was also tilting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had a bunch of money in the box, and we were texting about it. uh, So I was like, Cowboys, (laughs)
0: Cowboys stink, bro. They just stink. They they just it's it's been a total talent drain. Like they just have no talent left like all, all their good players well, Michael Parsons so is
1: dope at least I mean but how excited are you about having like the best defensive player but Michael Parsons is awesome he best best good.
0: defensive player on a five-win team you know congratulations
1: <laughs> I knew you're you gonna take it somewhere like that but yeah, I, it's it's, it's, it's like
0: the, I mean I just have given up on the Cowboys like I just I can't even say I'm really a fan anymore I've because, seen
1: some a bunch of like promising offers. now I couldn't get any of these offers in the like what I tried to do for CD Lamb but like I saw some people, like, they were, like, getting, like, Drake, like, trading Drake London for him, and those are trades I think I, I would do, and just, because you you probably don't aren't using Drake London on, on the team, so like, you can, so that means that team probably doesn't need CeeDee Lamb to come in and be, like, an alpha on your team. You can probably treat him as, like, a wide receiver three for, you know, five to six weeks, or, you know, what it takes, then you get Dak for the stretch run, and you maybe have something uh, cooking there. But a lot of teams that are trading away lamb drafted lamb as their wide receiver one, one, and they're trying to get something back to at least proxy that, and that can't happen. But I feel like if I'm a team that has one of these like fringe guys that maybe it was like, okay, that's like a wide receiver three or wide receiver four early in the season. I would try to get lamb on those rosters.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think that, I think that is accurate. Um, I mean, it just depends on what you like. I also had Godwin on this team. So he like, I'm like, like I had no mm, so one to start. What yeah, bummer, so man. yeah, yeah, huge bummer. Um, okay. My number two is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I, I actually like waffled on this. I was like, I don't know, are the Saints a good spot? The the thing is about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is like they are just going to handle these teams until everyone gets healthy. They're just gonna play professional football, they're not gonna make mistakes, and it's like I mean, they were, they were trailing for three and a half quarters to the foul. I don't think they led in that game until the final, until they kicked. Right. I think it was one of those where like, they weren't winning until the clock expired. And it's like, I mean, this is one I could totally feel stupid on where it's like, Oh, Jameis just cooked. And you know, the Buccaneers are throwing to Scotty Miller and Cam Bray and it just doesn't work out for them. And we know Brady has a really sensitive relationship to his pass catchers. Like, yeah, I'll never forget his last pass as a Patriot, being a pick six against the Tennessee Titans, and then looking so good for the Buccaneers. But I mean, also Julio looked quite spry. That was one mm-hmm. of my big Week One surprises. Was uh, who had Julio Jones end around for a twelve yard gain, <laughs> like on their bingo card? Certainly not me. Um, yeah, and it's it's really just a Brady versus Jameis thing.
1: Ah, uh, this one is another one I like the under. I think is the the move uh, in this game. Uh, you know, both teams. The Bucks are particularly banged up. They lost another offensive lineman in Donovan Smith. Uh, the defense is still good. You know, obviously they didn't really get to showcase much of that because the Cowboys were that bad and they really didn't have to do a lot. But you know, the defense is still good. All the moving parts they had defensively, like they replaced good players with good players. Like they lost to Dominican two, they got Akeem Hicks. Uh the defense still be really good. As the, so the offense though is kind of a question mark. So it felt like they just got by last week against the Cowboys. And they said they lost another, uh, you know, defensive or offensive tackle Saints defense, like kind of got like it took them a while to adjust to all like that pistol stuff like the Falcons were doing, Uh, but they got it together in the second half. But the one thing I can't shake about the Saints is for three quarters of that game, they were like the worst offense in the NFL like all, until we saw the Cowboys play, uh, they could not, they had two passing first downs through three quarters against the LA I mean, Falcons. they just kept <laughs>
0: kicking field goals. Uh, the, the Buccaneers just kept kicking field goals. It was so annoying.
1: Oh, no, I was like, oh, the oh, yeah, Bucs. I'm talking about the Saints. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Against the Falcons, like they had two passing first downs through three quarters that game against the Falcons. And then like the jailbreak scenario, I don't know if it woke them up. They actually figured something out. But like I have a hard time like shaking that. So, uh, yeah, I do like the, the under, though, in this game.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, I guess let's see if we get to our number one and if we have the same one. What's your What's your number one? My one, one is the Rams. Oh, wait, did we skip your two? No, it was the Cowboys. Okay, oh, it was the Bengals. Okay, so wow, my number one is not even on your list.
1: No, mine wasn't on yours then.
0: Yeah, okay, wow. All right, we are not in lockstep to start the year. So then we just gave a lot of picks. I hope they're good. What? Okay, so your number one is the Rams, uh, yeah. which is just basically the Falcons stink and... I just didn't want to take too many 10-pointers, but I'm totally with you here. Like yeah, the Rams this, are gonna this is,
1: so a lot of people have been saying that last week's Packers are, what like, last year, right? Like, remember the, the Packers came out, got flooded last year in week one, and yeah. like this year looked bad. But I don't, I think that's the Rams. Like, th- th- none of these guys played in the preseason. We dealt with, like, the whole, like, Stafford thing. They just got absolutely bomb blasted by the Bills. The Bills' defensive game plan was so good uh they like he had Matthew Stafford had no time he was completely rattled I mean that game was a absolute massacre and the only reason the Rams even scored is because the James Cook fumbled the ball and Isaiah McKenzie handed the ball off to someone off of an interception basically uh but they this Rams team reminds me a lot of what happened to the Packers last year like they you come out you get absolutely just blasted week one and they have a full rest advantage uh under Sean McVay the Rams are 11 four and one against the spread with the rest advantage uh, they're getting them off of a loss they're at home still it's it's just a spot where I expect the Rams. now if they do if I'm completely wrong about this like I'm gonna be real nervous about this the rest of the way uh, and I'll be yes good good very
0: very good point if the Rams can't handle business here it's time this is a to... layup
1: spot they have a, the rest everything rest advantage you're at home they you kind of got the knock the rust off like you know McFay never plays any of these guys in the preseason. And I think you talked about a little bit after the show, because they'd already played by this point we recorded about how they sometimes have been kind of wishy-washy in the week one games. Uh, So, yeah. And I mean, listen, Arthur
0: Smith. Bad, bad. Yeah. Bad. Um, Yeah. I got, I got no problem with this one. I just didn't want to take another game with 10 points and, and feeling more a little bit more scared that this offensive line stuff is going to take them time to figure out too. Like, or like, you know, maybe they just play a little bit more conservatively here because they're worried about the offensive line. Like, I mean, teams, teams do this when they have offensive line injuries, they just play slow and what, but I mean, if they, if they are even like 78% of last year's Rams, they're gonna, they're gonna smoke them here. Uh, My number one is the Las Vegas Raiders. My evidence would be the Chiefs were looked like the worst offense in the NFL last night and they were wrapped up with the Arizona Cardinals by the third quarter. Rondell Moore remains out. I mean, some, Greg Dorch is the chalk play in DFS. And maybe the the other interesting thing is the Raiders had the ball with the chance to win at the end, even in a game Derek Carr played like shit because mm. Devonte Adams and Darren Waller really are that good. You know, that that's a, a, an interesting element is like the the Packers lose Devonte Adams and and Rodgers plays like his worst regular season game ever. And then, you know, Devonte Adams shows up with a 48% market share of targets against a great defense. And now it's like what it was the, the Cardinals played like the most snaps of man coverage in the NFL last week and just got obliterated by the Chiefs. And obviously, Derek Carr, is not Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, the Raiders are going to score 32 points here.
1: Yeah, this is a great spot for the Raiders. And the Cardinals are what we talked about last week. Everything played out exactly kind of how we said it would be like the, it was this team has just no talent. Like they're just every it's been stripped and it's not all their fault. They're going to get guys back along the way, but this did not on defense. The defense is just awful. And it looked awful on paper coming in it, and people forget that the Cardinals defense was awful to close last season. Too. Yes. Like if you go back and look at season long stats, the Cardinals look fine, but like the last seven games, like they were all, they were terrible on defense and they lost some starters from that piece that, that unit and didn't upgrade anywhere. They didn't bring guys in. Uh, and they got a year older, like they're, you know, and it's just, you saw Isaiah Simmons. He couldn't, man, this dude, like he's out of, like, he's probably going to be out of the league. Like he probably might not get a second contract in the league. Like he looks like he's just completely lost defensively. Well, aren't
0: they, aren't they playing him at a position though?
1: Well, that's the thing about, that's what kind of like where his draft stock was, is there kind of people didn't know what position to play him at. He was like a, a tweener guy and he hasn't had success at either spot linebacker or safety. So <laughs> why, why don't really they tough. just,
0: why don't they just do the micah parsons thing with him and just be like you're gonna rush the passer 75 percent of the time and play linebacker 25 percent of the time
1: i don't know enough uh being a film guy but i I, I don't i don't not, know either he's not uh, especially a defensive film guy but i would suggest that he's not nowhere near the level of micah parsons as a pass rusher and that's why it doesn't. oh happen, well but. well obviously obviously <laughs>
0: he's obviously he's not that good but he, I don't know. I mean, it just feels like a good defensive coach would be able to get their hands on that guy and turn him into something. Again, I don't know anything about defense, but just yeah. like, what? Like, I just remember watching his college stuff because he was expected to be such a high pick, and just being like, oh, guy looks pretty gnarly to me. Maybe it's just right. that he was a defensive player who wore single digits. <laughs> guys who guys who wear the single digits just look better. I think he just
1: got mind being a better athlete than most of his competition, but like, did it not well, play? Yeah, I mean and,
0: that that's a pretty big thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, but you see it in the books, like, uh, like the Cardinals are getting, like, you see the reaction of the Cardinals, like their team totals not even good because there'd be spots where they'd be dogs, but like still have like a 24, 25 point team total. Like they're not even getting that kind of like love because they don't have anybody on offense either. I mean, they were bad on on offense the entire game. They got some garbage touchdowns, but Kyler threw for under six yards for pass attempt. The offensive line couldn't block. It was uh, it was
0: Greg Dortch two point two you know a dot that was their offense.
1: And and Earths it looks like he's gonna play, but how much do we count on him? They're gonna be without Rondell again. It's not great, man. It's, it's nope, really no
0: no Ron great. no Rondell no Hopkins. And I
1: see I already see people trying to talk themselves into James Conner for DFS again. No uh uh
0: uh uh don't dude, do it.
1: That, so James Connor got there because he got the touchdown, but I mean, dude, he has rushed for under four yards per carry on uh, six of his past seven games going back in the last year. Like if he doesn't score a touchdown for you most weeks, like this team is just not going to breed efficiency. It's,
0: it's Eno, dude, Eno, Eno is going to start playing more. Put it's, put Ah,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, not,
0: I mean, he's expensive
1: too. I'm not, Because people are trying to find ways to kind of cross-stack this game and maybe not play Dorch, but like, how do you just not play Dorch and just say whatever? Just you just take your
0: yeah, take your fourteen points, play Dorch. Yeah,
1: he's thirty-five hundred. Take your twelve points uh, and be happy.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What's your What's your What's your big angle for DFS? I'm I'm hoping to do the Washington Detroit game, but I don't know what ownership is getting like. Ownership might get a little bit too high. I talked a lot about that game uh, with Holka on his show. Uh, You know, that game being
1: potentially kind of like a sneaky, you know, early over it's going to be a massive late swap slate for sure, because you look at these four o'clock games, all the chalks at four o'clock, all the Raiders play at four. Uh, Bengals D is at four, which is going to be a hundred percent at one o'clock. We'll see what it ends up. (laughs)
0: I'm (laughs) playing, I'm playing, I'm playing the Cowboys defense for truly maximum leverage.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is with the Bengals is they play at four. So you just put them in your lineup. And then and, fi- and figure it out. And then you just wait and see how your one o'clock guys did. And if you need to come off the chalk, you come off the chalk. Um, but yeah, they'll be super highly. And then you've got like the, the 40. Oh, the Broncos dudes too, because they all got, got grandfathered in because they played on Monday night. Um, all their guys are super cheap. Russ on FanDuel, I think, is like the QB 14 in pricing on the main slate. uh but like Sutton and Judy are both cheap on really sites. Uh Oak Wave and i is gonna be pretty popular. uh so i mean yeah i mean are you, it's gonna be a big time swap and at one o'clock like what the hell is there like <laughs> you're gonna hope that you're what your saquon bags hit at one o'clock uh see how those went um yeah but it's gonna be a big late swap slate
0: i mean we we love a good daryl henderson good. are you doing that are you doing the daryl oh, henderson fuck no i mean i'm yeah. playing him in, i'm playing him in cash obviously but now zero zero percent in tournaments i will just play uh Oh, well, I mean, you always go wide receiver in your flex and tournaments in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about, what about dusty tight ends? You know, Higby chalk week, Albert O chalk week. Uh, you know, we got love Waller. We can- I'm
1: just going to play. Well, I want to just play them both, you know, give me wall because Waller's the same price as Kyle Pitts on DraftKings. Yeah. And, and people want to keep talking to themselves into the Kyle Pitts. That's fine. Eventually he's going to get there, but like, I'm just going to play the team with that. We just talked about, like we're expecting the, 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 the Raiders to absolutely flood the Cardinals. And we just talked about Isaiah Simmons and how he yeah. guarded Travis Kelsey. Like I am just going to play Waller and Adams together.
0: Yeah. I mean, 100%. <laughs> that's a hundred percent. That's actually, that's actually true. Yeah. Derek Carr just throws for 400 yards. No problem. And Carr will be the, the chalky quarterback, but I think that's fine. He's, I think
1: he's fine to eat in cash. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. He's 62.
0: Cause remember we look at that,
1: the, what happened to the quarterbacks now it's either you want to pay up for Lamar uh, or Kyler. Or Ross, and then it's wide open because Josh Allen's not here. Mahomes and Herbert played last night. Uh, we got hurts on Monday night. So. I, I, I mean,
0: I saved myself some good money with Mahomes not being on the main slate because I definitely would have done the my main GPP team would have been Mahomes Juju with the Mike Williams bring back, and I would have been dead with Mahomes or with Juju's three for ten or whatever. Chargers play man coverage
1: and 45% of snaps last night. They clearly did not give a shit about any of those wide receivers.
0: Yeah, I got to say, there's been a lot of panic on Juju specifically. Now, MVS seems dead. I think Juju
1: is still more or less fine, but we're going to have to deal with stuff like last night. They're
0: they're just not good. Well, you will, but I mean, how many, like, okay, Chiefs schedule for the rest of the season. How many more games are they going to play Wimpy? They're not going to play that wimpy offense against the Colts. They'll score 30 against the Colts. They might do the wimp offense against the Buccaneers. They're at Tampa Bay. They might do the, you know, hand the ball off to McCole Hardman on third and two offense there. They'll be all out against the Raiders. They'll do the wimpy offense against the chiefs all out against the Fort, And especially in the playoffs, they go Texans, Seahawks, Broncos. So no, I, I'm not, I would not sweat it, but you just got to understand. they they've, they've, um, my opinion would be the chiefs have transitioned from like, we're the young fun. We score all these touchdowns to this is Brady and Belichick saying all that matters is getting to the super bowl every year. Like they're just trying to get out of these games with wins.
1: I yeah, think you saw that last night when they kicked that field goal, man, hundred percent, the fourth and one field goal. Cause it looked like they were going to go for it. They go the, the the third quarter ends. They come out and kick the field goal to tie the game. And, uh, and and then right then the Chargers go right back down the field and that's something the 99 yard interception return. But like the Chargers immediately just went right back down the field and it was like oh man they should not have kicked that. And then obviously it works out. But you know, <laughs> you when they kicked that field goal, it was like that vibe of like all right let's just kind of keep things tight. Um, it's a bummer that the Nerds canceled Brandon Staley after one year
0: because man they really home. canceled. It's like unbelievable. This dude this dude got mega canceled. It was sad, like it was sad. To and see. and <laughs> the, the the press conference too. I mean, that press he was like, oh, you know, we had to trust the defense because, like, he just guy sounded like Herm fucking Edwards at his press conference. <laughs> it was terrible, man.
1: Yeah, he's out here coming after uh, his press conference last week, and he's like, I was, you know, I'm ready to take all the smoke. That I mean, was not the guy that had the press conference last night.
0: <laughs> yeah, it uh, really wasn't. Also, in in Greg George news, Andy Isabella just ruled out.
1: I love that. Great George
0: news. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. We got to do it, man. Gotta go we got to do it. Uh, tell the people, sharp angles, sharp football analysis. Where can they go get all the good stuff this week?
1: Oh, yeah. Sharp football analysis. Uh, First week where I got to actually write the worksheet based on things that happened, which was really cool to dig into a bunch of data and stuff that happened. Uh, Like I said, we've got some great stuff on the site. Dan is writing articles based on, if you like real football stuff, there's real good real football stuff over there. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, Joe Gibbs has that referee article, which I find super intriguing. I'm super into stuff like that. So
0: definitely go check that stuff out. All right. There we go. Everyone, Lord Reeves, sharp football, sharp angles, and we'll be back next week.
1: It's that time again. Time to start thinking taxes. But this tax smart move for 2023 could make it less painful. Open and fund a Fidelity IRA before the tax deadline. You could reduce your taxable income in a traditional IRA or get tax-free withdrawals in retirement with a Roth IRA. Plus, there are no account fees or minimums to open an account. Get started at fidelity.com IRA. No account fees or minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC.